0: Right now, we're in the African savannah on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACoS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenceless, and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no! The predators have descended upon the campaign. And look, here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Uh Ah! What's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush. It's a fully grown ad badger charging in. He's coming to save the campaign. And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael, the Ad Badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The Ad Badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads.
1: And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: What's going on, Badger Nation? And when I ask that it is normally rhetorical however today i really am curious what is actually going on in the world in your life i hope you are safe i hope you are healthy and i hope you have found joy in the quarantine Stephen, have you found joy in the quarantine
1: i have in uh super smash brothers yes wait what are you playing i you didn't tell me oh yeah what, well, are, what are you playing on my roommate got a switch i don't have a switch still. So. My roommate got one. My roommate got one. So I was like, well, if he has one, I don't need one. So are we going to like, you know, that
2: me, you, Emma, our UX UI designer, uh, Nick, our lead developer, we can all play online. That's what the live stream should be for Facebook Live. <laughs> I, I've actually, believe it or not, I was going to tell you this before we started rolling. I, I think I want to start a Twitch
1: channel. Dude, you're just, you're going to be an influencer in every possible channel and industry. Why not? You know, why not? I feel like I'm
2: home anyway. I'm doing these things anyway. I'm reading a book. Boom.
1: Read about on my book review YouTube channel. I want to see you live stream you reading a book. Why not? seems fascinating. You sitting on a couch with a book. I could watch that for hours. (laughs) You're welcome. Um...
2: Uh, As a segue into it, um, this episode that we are talking about right here, right now, uh, is going to be published on Wednesday the 8th. And we are going to be just on the tail end of doing some Facebook Lives. Hopefully, you've seen in our free Facebook group, we've been doing some Facebook Lives over there. Going to be sort of branching out, playing with that new medium for us to play around with uh as a company really excited about uh that as things change so rapidly during this coronavirus uh the, the podcast i don't know if people know this steven people might not know this but we put a lot of production effort into this year' podcast there are many moving parts many moving parts to the, our podcast production procedure
1: right even yeah, a lot of prep time and then Even just uh, we got a video developer or video editor, audio editor, content writers, uh, a lot of stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. A
1: lot of peeps, a lot
2: of peeps. Um, And anyway, what we wanted to do was give people a way to get information faster, easier, get it out there, especially during a time that we are in right now. Uh, So we started doing some lives. Um, So we'll have all those recordings in our Facebook group and in our academy. Um, But with with that, with that segue, we are going to be talking about uh, a continuation of sort of, you know, we're in episode 72 right now, a continuation of what we talked about in 71, which was a a episode really about mindset and episode 70, which started the conversation about what to do in your campaigns with, you know, potentially falling conversion rates. Um, Today, we're going to be doing something. A little different, but still definitely related. Uh, we're going to be talking about four big pieces of information and sort of give you our take on them. Uh, so these four pieces of information you may have heard in the news. And if you haven't, well, good news. You are here to get these. We're going to be giving you our take on it. And Steven, what's your hot take on your
1: Super Smash Brothers character of choice before we get into this? King K. Rule, I think, is a funny character, and surprisingly, I do pretty well with him. Whoa. There you go. Cool.
2: Um, so, Stephen, let's get to our very, very first point. So, Stephen, the first bit of news uh, came out a little bit ago, which was that Amazon is going to be hiring 100,000 employees and giving all of their sort of logistics meaning all the like factory movers of of things two dollar rages rage uh two dollar raise as well
1: drivers with fillers um yeah the the other thing that they're, they're adding to that which is kind of cool um normally after you work over eight hours as an hourly worker uh you get paid a time and a half up until the 12th hour and then you get paid double time uh but they're Paying folks double time after the eighth hour, so people are able to click more. Um, You know they're getting a higher, uh, you know, base pay plus faster time to double time pay. So that's good. But the sad, I guess, the unfortunate thing is a lot of workers are unsatisfied because of the actual health and safety uh, concerns that they have for working in these warehouses where there's a lot of people, a lot of products moving. Um, Looks like you want to jump in there, Mike.
2: Yeah. Uh I mean you 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 were about to say there's a lot of health a lot of safety stuff going on. Um were you about to mention like a potential like rumblings of Amazon fulfillers going on strike?
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean like that's that's even I think I saw a news headline mm-hmm. in in Michigan um workers were just like walking out of warehouses uh and just doing walkouts. Yeah. So that could be potentially problematic um, especially speaking of this, kind of funny. There's a Amazon prime delivery driver right outside my window, <laughs> dropping off a package. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been, there's been a lot going on with this. Amazon's been partnering because they're short on workers. They're trying to hire a hundred thousand new employees. Um, my roommate actually is, uh, he's a behavioral, he's an in-home behavioral therapist. And a lot of people don't want, other people in their homes, especially if they have like older people in their family. So he's out of work. And so he's, uh, he's actually getting hired by Amazon to become one of their drivers. So we'll learn more about the the inside business uh, once he starts working there. Um, But I also heard Amazon's partnering with uh, Lyft, the ride sharing app, because there's not a lot of people that are, you know, hailing cabs right now. Uh, And so those, those drivers are switching over to Amazon to help out do delivering driver, uh, yeah, uh, driving delivery for deliveries and yeah, workers kind of threatening to go on strike nationwide. For sure. I mean, what a,
2: you know, it's, it's so like who's holding up the economy, right? Like we in the Amazon ecosystem really, really want, need, are pushing, hoping that Amazon stays really strong throughout this. Uh, in the sense of people still have things that they need to buy. People are still, they might not be doing it in as big as numbers, but they are still buying non-essential things. Um, and like that is still, I just had a friend who's like, oh, I'm going to be in quarantine so long. Let me go buy a guitar. I've always wanted to play guitar. And he bought a guitar. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's such an opportunity people have not stopped buying things right um and yes granted a large and a large amount of people are now out of work there's still a large amount of people that are still working and those people are going to be buying things and even people out of work still have things to buy so if we think of it this way like how does this all work and it's like, you're, you're only as strong as, you know, your weakest link. And if this is the, the weak link to that breaks, it's like the entire thing breaks down. We need these frontliners to, so I hope that they make some changes so that these people feel safe coming into work and that they are able to do their job and, and do it well and do it safely. So fingers crossed, uh, it does sound like Amazon is going to be trying to accommodate, uh, you know, with hiring more people uh, and giving those raises, making it easier to get the double time, like you mentioned. So fingers crossed. I hope that Amazon can does the right thing and continues to be responsive if things change, continues to support in potentially new ways uh, if the situation gets more dire.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they are, you know, Amazon is taking a lot of really proper steps forward. Um, if you guys want to read about it um, from Amazon's own kind of, press release. You can check out blog.aboutamazon.com. Um, and that's their, they call it their day one blog and they'll talk a lot about stuff. So, um, they've talked about changes they made to their logistics, transportation, supply chain, purchasing. Um, you know, they've got tons of hand sanitizer around the warehouses. Uh, they're, you know, taking, uh, measures to, uh, make sure that employees are maintaining a safer distance from other coworkers. Uh, they're eliminating a lot of meetings and just making you know bulletin announcements instead. Um, they also require employees wash their hands with soap and water for at least twenty seconds, especially after you know going to the bathroom, blowing their nose, coughing, sneezing, anything like that. You've got to go wash your hands. Um, so yeah, so I mean, so they're definitely taking steps forward, uh, trying to keep healthy, um, you know, a healthy workplace, safe workplace and they are an essential business at this point because you know without this you know yeah w- without this kind of delivery system especially for groceries um you know people aren't going to run out of food or be forced to go into brick and mortars and have much more person to person contact
2: it's it's like the railroad lines uh during like the industrial revolution that managed to move commerce from one part of America to another part it's like, now this is it. It's like, how do you get things to your house? Like we need that infrastructure. Um, Yeah, let's move on to our
1: second point, Stephen. So on episode 70, we were talking about uh, how is COVID-19 affecting your actual PPC campaigns specifically and what steps or, or strategies should you take accordingly? And this episode's not going to be as much of a PPC focus, but more of a general sort of Amazon marketing approach and Amazon uh, just just your own business. Um, so one of the first and probably most important things to just really keep your mind on is your inventory management. Um, you know, as always, you want to keep an eye on your inventory, uh, making sure you're sending shipments on time to Amazon so that they can have uh, you know a little bit of time to also dis- disperse that to all their fulfillment centers. Um, one of our clients, uh, one of the, one of the, they had a product that was, you know, out of stock, they shipped in more stock and Amazon said, Hey, we received the stock and we unpaused the campaigns Or actually, this was a new item. So we created a bunch of new campaigns. And one of the things I noticed is that, uh, the ads were already delivering, but if you click on the, on the product page itself, it says, um, temporarily out of stock back in stock on April 10th and this was on April 1st that we were looking at it and so for folks who are trying to you know purchase something and they see oh man this is out of stock for 10 days your ad's still running so they might still click on it and then after seeing that not buy it so that could cause a dip in conversion rates so we actually paused all of those campaigns until the 10th and then we'll start them up again when it when everything's in stock because it's it arrived in, the, in Amaz- Amazon received the fulfillment Or receive the shipment, but they're still dispersing it to their fulfillment centers. So like in in my location, it would have, it wasn't in stock yet. So uh, that being said, keep a close eye on those, on your inventory, make sure it's, it's well sustained, make sure you're, you're you're talking with your suppliers, um, keeping track of lead times. They may be having delays themselves. Um, one strategy that's been pretty common for folks is diversifying the suppliers. That's actually one thing that, um, uh, that one gentleman in our forums, Mike, I think I saw you and him going back and forth. What was he saying about it? Because I think he sources parts from China. Yeah. Um, so essentially what he did was he
2: diversified his suppliers, um, seeing it tr- basically there's a hidden cost of risk if you think about it so it's a great exercise in risk mitigation so it's like if you do all if you if you have one supplier and you have all of your orders all of your uh, inventory go through them you're probably going to be given a more favorable rate than if you cut that number in half however there's a risk associated with that which is what is that cost of a risk if that one factory gets into trouble or if that one country shuts down. So essentially what he did was he found another supplier in another part of the world. And even though now he's getting slightly worse uh, rates at his first uh, factory, now all of a sudden he is diversified. So meaning things would have to, get catastrophic at two factories in two parts of the world. So now he has built in some risk mitigation. So if this was a really interesting strategy. I'd love to hear if others out there have done this. Um, and after talking with him, I've, talk, I've talked to other people that all seem to share the same thing. Um, you know, get those things. And he, he even got creative, you know, for certain um, centers, he has closer certain fulfillment centers he has closer to a certain manufacturer now so he got smart with how that inventory is getting moved around uh, and since then i talked to a couple other people and they have also diversified their suppliers that seems like a pretty sharp move and i think what's really interesting is that what this crisis has done including our own business Stephen, is it's really highlighted the cracks the things that you just sort of let go by for too long like now all of a sudden now it's like a huge deal now like every single shortcoming that you have in your company risk mitigation not diversifying suppliers all these different things it becomes exacerbated that's like should have taken care of it we talked about this in your ppc campaigns so it's like when things get pressed and like things get under pressure they can either break or they can you know thrive you know we talked about uh, i think we mentioned maybe anti-fragile great book by nassim taleb uh these sort of black swan or gray swan events where it's like there's a whole bunch of chaos like are we ready to like survive or can we potentially even thrive so i think you know us our 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 chat our chat tool that we were using on our site we're going to be upgrading to another one because we realized we weren't getting maybe the best deal on it and the new one that we're going to be using, we can actually provide better support faster uh, in a way that's easier for us and more accessible to customers and provide an even richer experience. We sat on this for a long time because most companies are coming out of their best Q4 and what would have been their best Q1 of the year, uh, potentially ever. And now all of a sudden we got hit with this, we got sidelined and now all these
1: things are much more important. So diversifying suppliers, not a bad idea. And so that brings us to the third part of this episode, um, what you want to actually keep your eye on with your Amazon campaigns. So the other thing you want to keep an eye on is your actual product listings themselves. Uh, you may want to just make sure that everything is really optimized and ideal for both SEO and conversion rate optimization. And that's going to be because so many more people are moving their shopping traffic to Amazon. Uh, You just really want to be ready to capture all that traffic. It's going to get a lot more competitive. Um, But in your product listing optimization, there are a few things to uh, basically keep an eye on. Number one is don't be that guy who raises his price on uh, essential items or high-in-demand items. Um, Price gouging is, first of all, illegal. Second of all, very deeply frowned upon. And third, Amazon will actually take the buy box from you if they're sensing price, if, if their algorithm senses significant price increases on essential items, they will actually take the buy box from you. Potentially suspend you. Yes, uh, you could even be suspended as a seller. Um, and yeah, so just don't do that. Um, another thing is you don't want to mention coronavirus in your listing at all. If you do, that is an instant product suspension. So you can't say anything about keep you like, look at this, I got these uh, little airborne vitamin C's on my desk. Yep. If I was selling this on Amazon and I said, hey, like boost your immune system to help defend against coronavirus, instant suspension on the product. Um, Yep. So don't do that. And don't even be like overly sensational with your listings um, by, you know, talking about, you know, oh, this will like, uh, this will completely cure you of the flu or, or any sicknesses or, you know, absolute protection against, you know, anything like any of that sort of stuff you will get banned so uh don't do it mm-hmm. it's even possible there's a good argument for
2: if if you can there might even be a good argument for lowering your prices a bit people maybe have less money if your product is traditionally bought by people that may have just been let go of a position restaurant workers uh anyone that works like in person it's like a huge percentage of the population. They probably were just laid off. It might be of your benefit to actually lower prices. Um, So again, that's just food for thought. Obviously, that's super duper dependent on anything. But um, yeah, just be good with your product listings. Uh, Don't be a jerk. Steven, I I actually commend our audience because I feel like if people are the type of persons to do price gouging, I doubt they're listening to the show because we are not generally advocates of unethical black hat things. So again, um, just wanted to share it here in case you had that inclination. Um, Because I mean, you may even have it for innocent reasons. Like, hey, my inventory is running out faster than I can fill it. I'm going to increase my price to reduce my sales velocity, which is pretty common. It's like, oh, I'm getting too many sales. I don't have enough inventory. I'm going to run out. I don't want to run out. I'm going to extend my inventory. So let me go ahead and increase my pricing. That strategy, you still want to be careful. You don't want to be accused of price gouging. So be cautious when you do things like that. Uh, Anything else to say about product listings? I think that covers it. Cool. Let's move on to the last point. And yes, this is a big one. Point number four, consider switching to FBM. Stephen, there are not many gurus out there that talk about start your own Amazon FBM business. It's definitely not as hot of a topic as FBA. Um, So FBM, fulfillment by mom. Sending it to your mom, having her ship it. Not a bad strategy. (laughs) Free work, free labor. She's got nothing to do now, maybe. She's got to stay inside. Uh, No, fulfillment by merchant. Consider switching to it. Dot 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 question mark. Um, so, Stephen, uh, it was crazy. One day, randomly, ship times for almost everything, other than non essentials, seemed like ship dates got a month out. So, what happens?
1: Other than essentials.
2: Other than essentials. You
1: yeah, said non essentials. I, I,
2: I said other than yeah, non essentials.
1: Not all the non essentials were pushed back by a month.
2: The English language is very complicated. Um, (laughs) What I was going to say was ship dates, they all said a month away. People are like, what is going on? I'm not going to buy anything. I I don't have that time to waste. Then they started clicking around. Then they realized some some products didn't say a month ship date. I'm going to go buy from them. It It seemed to be so random and so weird the way that it was rolled out. People definitely scaled back their buying then it seemed to be getting back to normal. So I hope that consumers out there are retrained that it will not actually take a month, that they can buy things and it won't take, it might take longer. And this time frame between what it normally takes and the couple extra days that it currently takes is where this discussion of FBA versus FBM comes into play.
1: And Amazon did add a banner at the top of their page when you're when you're shopping around that says we are prioritizing, you know, essential goods such as, you know, groceries and stuff like that. So, some deliveries may take longer than usual. So they do have that banner that I think help people think, okay, so when they're looking at something that says it's a 30 days out, they'll be like, well, if I wait 7 days to buy it, it'll probably still be 30 days out. So if I order it sooner, it'll still probably get here sooner so things still did start going up but i was talking with one of our amazon reps about this because we have a client with a product um which is a supplement which could be considered essential you know it's kind of Mm -hmm. on the on the edge depending what the supplement is but they were flagged as non-essential so their ship date was postponed a competitor who sells the exact same product somehow got listed as essential and it's the exact same product uh one's essential one is non-essential And so I talked with the rep was like, Hey, can we fix this or or at least take the competitor off so that we're not falling behind them. And he said that, um, basically when they were in the meeting and they were, when he was in a meeting and they were kind of explaining everything that was, how this was going to be rolled out with the essential, non-essential, um, you know, categorization, he, he said he thought instantly, like, this is not going to go over well, we're doing this very hastily. And it's, it's very, it was a very quick algorithm that they put together and didn't put a ton of engineering into it because they didn't really care that much because it's basically just like a band-aid. Um, it's not supposed to be a long-term thing it's just a short-term uh yeah like bandage to kind of help get essential items like carrots out faster um, ones that are super obvious but the but basically it was not a perfect it wasn't a perfect system of t- dividing non-essential versus essential so a lot of essential items got flagged as non-essential and a lot of non-essential items got you know categorized as essential, and the rep told me don't even bother writing to seller support and trying to fix this, they don't care. They have so many other things on their plate right now, and because this is just like at least Amazon saying that things will go back to normal, I think by like mid April, and so they don't really care uh, to try to fix these things. So, if that if you got flagged as not essential, just uh, hold out by mid April, things delivery days should go back to normal. But in the meantime, you can consider uh, switching to Fulfilled by Merchant, which basically means you take care of the shipping costs and getting it to the customer on time. Um, you can what, what we normally recommend to folks anyways is to have two different SKUs, one FBA SKU, one FBM SKU. Uh, the FBA SKU will usually win the buy box like 99% of the time. But if you ever run out of Amazon inventory, your product won't say out of stock. Instead, it'll just say, like shipped by and then your merchant name. And so you can still continue to sell. Um, That's what we've been pushing one of our clients to do because their Amazon sales have plummeted, but their Shopify store sales have gone through the roof because they're able to, you know, deliver faster delivery time than Amazon right now. And they are currently not, they don't have an FBM SKU, but they're going to be setting one up to take advantage of faster delivery times on Amazon. And our friend of the show,
2: Kiri, masters i was uh reading some of the things that she put out and anecdotally i don't know officially but it does look like fbm skus can win the buy box potentially if it has a faster ship date than the fba sku um i haven't seen that officially confirmed by amazon but i wouldn't have expected it to during this time uh, that being said, it does look like the FBM skew uh, in certain cases is actually winning the buy box because of a faster ship time. Of course, then you have to do it, then you actually have to actually get it shipped somehow other than Amazon FBA, which is pretty nice and easy.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to be slow on your own, you know, fulfillment time or else you'll get kind of negative points on your seller record.
2: Yeah. Again, another sort of to throw it back to the inventory management, fulfillment management, you know, there are fulfillment centers in the U S around the world that are not owned by Amazon. Um, And it's funny, I've seen some that actually use like Amazon logistics. So like it uses Amazon technology, but it's not an Amazon FBA. It's owned by another company. Um, So there are other fulfillment centers and depending on the scale Uh, you know, you may or may not have to get creative with it. Potentially, uh, hey, employees, you all work from home now, you'll all be helping, you know, box and ship. Or depending on your size and scale, uh, you may have different solutions for that. But um, definitely, definitely an interesting time. And having FBM in your back pocket for times like this, um, being able to switch here and there, save some, uh, save some on shipping. Yeah, potentially not a not a bad idea to start exploring for your business. Um, my 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 wish for everyone out there listening is that we use this opportunity to come out sharper leaders in our companies than we have when this thing started. So again, there's never been a time where making these decisions, analyzing them for your company, taking quick action on it, um, has never been valued, especially at a time like this when days matter or hours matter, it's all worth it. So definitely worth exploring these four things. Uh, and let's move on to a, a quick recap of this episode. Alrighty, Stephen, we covered four things about how Amazon's trying to make some augmentations to its fulfillment team. It's important to have super strong inventory management. Be careful with your product listings and consider uh, augmenting your own fulfillment with FBM and uh, taking some away from FBA. So pretty interesting time as it continues. Um, like I mentioned, uh, we're going to be doing some lives. Uh, currently, it's on Facebook Live. Uh, we may extend that out to some other platforms too in the, in the coming days. Um, yeah, this was a general observation episode of things going on in, during COVID-19. Uh, Any parting thoughts uh, or or things that uh, we didn't necessarily get a chance to mention, but you still think people should be aware of and and things that we'll sort of talk about in the coming days on our live or anything like that, Stephen?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, combining episode 70 with 72, so the one that was more about PPC with the one about on episode 72. um, I think that covers it. There's definitely some other stuff. I could say like about like running Google Ads traffic to your, to your to your uh, Amazon store, but that's probably another episode, so we won't dive into that now.
2: Mm-hmm. So, if you're if you are out there listening, do feel free to contact us. Let us know what the biggest issues that are happening for you and your company right now. Adbadger. dot slash contact is a great place to reach us. You don't have to leave us a voicemail. at dot slash voicemail. You can even leave us a message to any on any page on our website we have a little bubble in the bottom right where you can send us a message uh we are here for you a lot of activity going on in our facebook group Uh, i've a couple hundred amazon marketers and amazon leaders uh so definitely join the conversation we are here and we are here to help have a good one you want to try to to finish this episode synced up steven you want to to say the outro together
1: see you next time in the badger den or we'll see you, you in the badger den. Pause. Pause. Okay, pause. Got
2: you got to pause after the you okay. inside the badger den. Are you ready, ready for this? Go. Have you ever done this before? Never. <clears throat> are you excited?
1: Yeah. Are, are we currently, is this also going to be recorded? Or are we cutting this part out?
2: <laughs> no, this is recorded right here, right now. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Are you ready? Yeah.
2: Three, two, one. And, and we'll I'll see, see you, you in inside the badger,
1: badger den. den. But that's it. Yeah.